Welcome to Sparks, a podcast from Ignium, designed to help you reignite your passion and drive your business forwards. Welcome to this podcast on seeing the world as it is, not as you hope it will be. Lots of people have said that this last period has been an opportunity to consider how we might want to change the way we do things and the way we live our lives, balance work and how we work, where we work. Many will go back to work with the expectation that things will be different, better, or just the possibility of better. We often hear the words, we hope things will get back to normal soon, or we hope that some of what we have all learned through this period sticks and that things change for the better. But what is hope? Is it the right mindset for us to have? How can leaders harness the opportunity that this current situation presents us with to build a better future? My name is Kerry Jarrod and I am co-founder of Ignium. At Ignium, we help businesses and leaders develop their capability to change or grow through engaging people and maximising their effectiveness. I am pleased today to be joined by Sally Kettle, who will be addressing some of these questions. Sally is an inspirational speaker with learning and development expertise, specialising in health, resilience and well-being, having formerly rowed across the Atlantic twice. Sally is also CEO of the Active Pregnancy Foundation and creative consultant for NISAD, the National Institutes for Stress, Anxiety and Depression. She can also add freelance writing and being a presenter on BBC Radio 4 and across the BBC World Network to her impressive list of expertise. Hi Sally, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Um, So shall we just start with a question then? Um, What is hope? Yeah, now... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is an interesting one and one that will probably get me into really hot water because I have a, a principle of no hope on the boat because I um, see for many people hope being a tool for procrastination and uh, an expectation that um, something or somebody will intervene in our lives to make it better and um, that's the sort of hope that I'm talking about in this context so you know when we talk about hope today that's it it's not the hope where you have a life-threatening illness or, you know, there's, you, you are literally in a space that's so dire that hope is really the only thing you can cling to. So I just want to make sure that everybody kind of has that clear definition here. This is the hope where we say, oh, I hope that I get this job or I hope that I do that or I hope that I achieve this. That's the hope that I want to tackle in this conversation. Yeah, I totally understand that. So essentially making sure that you take control of your actions rather than leaving it in the hands of of hope of this unknown exactly and also kind of being conscious of when we're using hope as a tool for not being fearless (laughs) or being afraid should I say yeah and and being afraid of, of taking the actions necessary to kind of you know make um the decisions that you need to to achieve what you want okay and so in terms of the mindset you think people should have or aim to have how would you describe that yeah well it's an interesting one this because um i think uh i've I've used in the past the kind of saying try and think of the what is rather than the what ifs and um um, anxiety is definitely set in the what ifs in the what if this happens what if that happens um and getting um 
kind of uncomfortable with the uncertainty and certainly this is a, a space that we're in right now is the kind of like the really uncertain space so we end up kind of thinking about all the what-ifs and then um that can snowball into catastrophizing and and thinking of all the things that could possibly go wrong instead of looking at the what is happening right now um and you know talking about the gratitude for what is happening right now in your life but also if things are bad when you have a different mindset in terms of the what is happening right now um it enables you to kind of see the reality of the situation so you're seeing what life really is rather than what you want it to be mm. and um in that space um anxiety doesn't tend to rear its ugly head because you can see the mountain rather than imagining it does that make sense it does make sense yeah and often i guess you're you're imagining something a lot worse potentially than it actually is or, or yeah. might turn out to be. Yeah. Oh, and, and also, uh, you know, not just a lot worse, but also uh, unachievable mm. or, um, you, uh, you know, achievable, but you don't realise it. <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't give you perspective um, when you spend your life in the hoping uh, what if uh, mentality. And that's certainly a space that I think a lot of people are finding themselves and for good reason right now right now is a horrible space to be um and we will spend a lot of time thinking you know what will happen to us in the next six months and we don't know and the fact is we don't know that anyway even without a pandemic we don't know it we just take it for granted that the sun will rise we won't be hit by a meteor and we'll do our job like we do every day but the fact is there are some things that we plan that don't doesn't go right I mean how many things have you planned in your life that just haven't worked out exactly how you imagined them right and it's being able to kind of be at ease with that and Mm. be not happy with it but um just relish the reality of the life that we're leading right now and it's okay to be a little bit stressed by it yeah yeah so recognizing that it's it's normal to feel a little bit stressed and, and anxious right now and that's okay um, but also seeking to find those things that maybe you can control and and do something about and and take action on that basis. And I think that you're right that, that could be quite empowering, really. It is empowering. <laughs> it is empowering. You know, and and this is this is born from real experience. You know, um, uh, I I rode across the Atlantic. My mum and I. Spent 106 days at sea in a tiny wooden rowing boat, which was 23 foot long by six foot wide or eight meters long by two meters wide for the youngsters. But, um, you know, and it was it was hard work, you know, to say the least Um, and very scary. And at times we were going in the wrong direction. And, you know, I definitely remember saying, God, I hope it gets better. I hope the wind gets better. I hope the rain gets better. And my mum actually was the one who said, you know, stop hoping and the phrase no hope on the boat came from that very specific situation in that we were hoping for something to intervene to change um our lives in that moment and the fact was nothing was <laughs> nothing was going to intervene you know it was how it was we had to deal with the situation um and that in its own way was incredibly empowering because mm-hmm. you let go of the what ifs and let go of the anxieties it took me a long time to realize it um, and actually, you know, I'm more no hope on the boat now than I ever was in that little rowing boat in, in the middle of the Atlantic. And I still, you know, have anxiety, but I, I, I'm tackling my anxiety through that mindset. And this is a very anxious time right now. 
So, um, you know, it's really working for me. So what kind of advice could you give, though, around recalibrating your your mindset, your your expectations for, for those that might be listening? Um, be conscious of your language. Be conscious of your thoughts. That's the first step is acknowledging where you are right now. You know, what are you feeling right now? What are you thinking right now? Are the thoughts that you have you're having um, being kind to you? You know, and if they're not, then it's time to sit back and manage those thoughts. Um, a good friend of mine is a psychotherapist, and um, and he said that uh, well-being is enabling you to be um, to feel the way you want to feel more of the time, but also that feelings are not instructions, right? So, you know, if you're feeling anxious or angry, or it doesn't mean you have to act on them, just allow them to be in that space. And for many of us. We're going to be going through a period of grief, you know, actual grief for those who've lost loved ones, but a grief of a life we had and the grief of the life we want. And it takes time to process those thoughts. So be in that space and allow it to kind of go through you. And don't feel bad that you feel this way. You know, some of us are going to be super resilient and breeze through this like, you know, it never really happened. And and other people are going to be really struggling right now. And it's okay in that struggle training in the, in the long term yeah absolutely I mean that's a good point as well for leaders especially I mean you've got leaders are individuals in their own right you know they are people that like you say could be anywhere on that spectrum themselves individually personally um, but then they're also looked to to lead their teams and their people out of this um, what does it mean what does it mean for them how they how they how can they equip themselves to both look after themselves and you know set that direction set the tone for others yeah well um it's it's been fascinating i'm going to come to that point in a sec but it's been fascinating seeing some of the comments on social media that are very negative towards people who are finding it really tough right now and you know my response to that is that you know how do you expect a tree to handle a, a hurricane if you've never handled a storm right so as a leader if you've you know, you've, you've gone through your battles to be in that position, but this is a bloody big battle, right? <laughs> and you're not always going to be ready for it. So uh, all have the experience. So be kind to yourself in the fact that you might struggle to get through it. And, um, you know, there's a, I, I, I led my second team across the Atlantic. I've done it twice. And the second time I was the skipper. And it's a very lonely space, especially when things are going wrong. And there's a sense of responsibility, whether put there by your team or by yourself, and most of the time it's by yourself, to be honest, you know, that you should somehow be superhuman in that moment. And often you're not. Mm. Um, and if anything comes out of this situation right now, and I, um, I'm going to say I really hope, but I'm not going to use that language, <laughs> is that we need to develop a culture of kindness. And it's kindness to oneself and to our um, to the people around us. And I think the if you're if you are able to create that culture from now, if it doesn't exist in your in your company, if it if even if you're not in a leadership position, then you know you are you have influence over the people around you. A culture of kindness allows people to be vulnerable and to be okay with that. And this is where we're at. We are very vulnerable right now um, and if you are kind to the people around you and kind to yourself 
that it will be far easier in terms of the processing of the negative thoughts that are around the space and just allow it to happen. It's going to take time. Yeah, and I, I think there's that the word kindness, um, similar to, to compassion, I think, as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's allowing um, an, an open forum, you know, for people to be able to express where they are at and to respect that. Even yeah. even if you're not in that same space, even if your situation is is, is really quite different, um, and you you can't quite empathise with them, uh, yeah. it's having that compassion that allows people to um, support each other through it, um, yeah. and you're doing it from the right place, like you say, you're doing it from a, a place of, uh, you know, really thinking through how we are all this in all in this together. Um, and the only way we're going to get through it is by looking out for and um, uh, looking after each other yeah. as we go through. And there is a lot of hope out there. Uh, there, there is a lot of opportunity out there um, as well that's going to come come from this, you know. And and it's there for the taking. Uh, so that mindset shift is 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 important. But it yeah. it will take different people, um, you know. They'll go through different journeys, different pathways, um, and it will take uh, yeah, different types of uh, time, et cetera, to, to get there. So, Yeah, absolutely. And, we, you know, it's being wary of false horizons as well, you know, because I'm sure we remember when Boris at the beginning of the pandemic says, oh, you know, we'll be out of this in 12 weeks. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's set a, a false horizon for all of us and um, set a, a kind of like an expectation that can only lead to disappointment, really. And this is something that um, leaders can have a certain amount of control over, in that they can have discussions with their staff that are very open and honest about the reality of the situation in which we are all faced, and which they are faced. And if I can give any advice to leaders right now, is to have a what is happening right now meetings, you know, to continue the conversation. And that could be every single day, especially in these really difficult times. You know, every day you get the team together or the team that, you know, you need to disseminate that information to the rest of the team, depending on how large your firm is, and say, look, let's have a reality check here and communicate that to people because then they can prepare themselves. You know, um, if you don't want to give bad news because you're worried that it will disappoint or upset or, you know, um, demotivate people, setting false horizons and setting expectations that lead to disappointment are worse in the long term because people can't prepare for it yeah and it also undermines the trust doesn't it Abs- yeah absolutely absolutely and we see, we're seeing that in our politicians we always you know that's one of the big things about you know political rhetoric is if it sets an expectation that is not delivered then the trust just falls through the floor and that happens very quickly in an organization especially when things are bad mm, yeah absolutely um, are there any other sort of practical tips that you can you can offer uh, leaders leaders in particular? Um, I mean, and I think there's there's leaders in different contexts. So there there are those that are in businesses that you know potentially are struggling, and then yeah. they're very uncertain of the future of, of of the business. But then there are plenty of businesses also that are, are thriving out yeah. of this. Um, which paints a completely different picture and a different dynamic within the teams they have there, and maybe they're on a, a you know a very fast-paced growth agenda because of it. Yeah, and they're overwhelmed with yes. the work, work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, any any sort of practical 
tips or steps you think that these kind of leaders could could take? Um, I think it goes back to managing one's personal expectations and one's personal mental health. Um, and for many, uh, and certainly for me, when one gets stressed, they tend to communicate less <laughs> and um, you know be, uh, become more withdrawn um, because they can't handle the the emotions in lots of ways and also don't quite know what to, where to place them. But so it's probably just head down, get on with it. <laughs> um, and my my first point would be to you know make a list. It sounds so daft, but make a list of, of the people who can help you answer certain questions. Um, often we seek the wrong support from the wrong people um and if you're struggling sometimes you don't say anything because you don't know who you can approach and or you say something to the wrong person and they don't give you the right support back and actually that doesn't isn't very helpful so find out the questions that you'd like to be answered so you know how do I deal with my anxiety that's what you're feeling right now you know um how do I kind of um, manage my team to support and, uh, and empower them, not just motivate them, but empower them too. You know, who are the people that you can speak to who will give you that guidance, you know, that advisor reward? And we've all got them, but sometimes we just don't use them for our own personal kind of um, feelings. So go back and look at that and think, who is going to really give me the, the right ear for the right questions? And then start asking the questions and bring that personal advisory board back to the fold and gift it back to other people too. Mm. You know, um, say, look, I'm I'm happy to be in this support network right now and we need support. And I know that's something you're running at the moment for your, your HR crew, and it's really exciting, interesting, exciting. And it's you know, it's not just discussions about the job, it's discussions about life. And um, you know, that's is enabling, I know I'm part of the team, so, you know, enabling us to get through this together. That should continue throughout your working life. Um, and if it isn't, you know, <laughs> consider it, because I think we need that support. We can't be lonely in this space right now. Yeah, it is, it is. And I think that, you know, one thing that is certainly coming out of this is that people are getting to know each other better um, yeah. and, and opening up because we're all in the same um well we're we're certainly all sailing in the same sea but we're not the same boat yeah exactly that and I don't know about you but you know I I very much hearing a lot of criticism and um um judgmentalism you know people are getting very angry right now because of the uncertainty and that and that's expressed itself in you know looking to other people and criticizing what they're doing you know I, I I would really guard against that for your own mental well-being, when you're constantly looking out and getting cross at everybody, what everybody else is doing, how 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 is that serving you except making you feel like you're right, <laughs> mm. right? So step away from the criticism, and you know just be in your own space, you know doing what you think is right for you and your family. Yeah, no, it's re- all really really good points, Sally. Thank you, and I mean I think just picking up on something you mentioned earlier around uh someone's default behaviors you know how we default to um certain behaviors certain attitudes certain um comfort zones that we all have when when we're faced with uncertainty um and potential lack of direction or obviously anxiety that might come from that um 
and and for leaders you know themselves having to ensure that they themselves aren't just defaulting back to to a set of behaviors that might not necessarily be helpful right now but also guiding others through that as well and encouraging them to go about changing um those behaviors those those mindsets again you know any any advice you can give it's extraordinarily hard right when we're up against the wall in our fight or flight mode there are going to be certain behaviors that we exhibit in that space that are unpalatable and you would like to not have <laughs> um but actually you know a good a good tool and i and i suspect many leaders have done this there are lots of um <laughs> psychological typing tools but there are certain ones and I can't think of one right now um we'll have to look it up and post it that can see you know who you are in your relaxed and steady state and what you become in the stressed and angry state or the stressed and uncertain state and just having some um kind of perspective on, on how you can be enables you to kind of be able to see you becoming that person um, it's those who don't acknowledge that there's a step change <laughs> that are that get into trouble, right? Um, so a little bit of self-awareness and self-knowledge can be just a first step into, you know, being able to kind of step back from the the the, the kind of the precipice of of the horrible person you can be when you're up against the wall, and we can all do it. We're all there, you know. We can mm. absolutely. That is how you know the human race has survived it's not by being nice it's being nasty and defending yourself right um it's just that in certain situations it's not appropriate and um you know we we see it out on the streets all, all the time people get very angry and aggressive something you know somebody shouted at me yesterday in the street for no good reason and, and the thing is they she had brought her anger to that situation because something was happening for her in that space um and it wasn't actually to do with me so you know, acknowledge the anger if that's, that's you and really dig down into why you're feeling that way and exhibiting it to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And a couple of tools, I mean, we'll definitely pod some other, post some others, but um, a couple of tools that come to my mind are the um, Thomas International TEIQ tool and the StrengthScope as well. And, and particularly with StrengthScope, it's really interesting because it's often the overplayed strengths that come yes. to bear. So those that um, you know usually serve you really, really well, if they're overplayed because you're stressed, then that often um, leads you to behave in a way that you you wouldn't ordinarily. Um, and and it's it's being aware of that. I think is half the battle, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. And in and being conscious of you know is it appropriate in this moment or do we need to dial it down? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. I think. Um, this has been really great talking to you. Uh, just to just to leave our, our listeners with one or two key takeaways um, from today, what would you what would you say? No hope on the boat. First up, <laughs> no hope on the boat. Okay, if you're using hopeful language, really, you know, get stuck into why you're using that language and what it actually means. So um, one step along from that is, you know, focus on the what is rather than the what ifs. The what ifs leads to you know, there's, there is the what ifs, you know, what if I could be, which can be very inspiring. <laughs> but I'm talking here about the what ifs, catastrophization, anxiety driving, you know, uncertain thoughts and, um, and self-care and kindness. Yeah. Self-care and kindness. Um, and, you know, 
be the role model in that. Yeah. You know, leaders have a, a huge power. And if they show compassion to themselves and to others, it will spread. Yeah, totally agree. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been brilliant to have you on here as ever. And um, yeah, as you say, hoping things will change just isn't going to cut it. So um, leaders need to take some responsibility for, for making that change happen um, and yeah. leading people through it. Um, I hope you found this session useful um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Thanks, Sally. So that concludes this episode of Sparks. Thanks for listening. We're always looking for ideas on how to drive this podcast forward. So if you've got comments, please leave them via a review of our show, along with your rating, or send us an email to sparks at avmconsult.com.